2020 podcast. What? It's a 2020 podcast. What? It's 2020 podcast, bro. What? 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 Yeah, here we go. Here we go. This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your hosts, Nathan McFly, with... And it's your boy, Woodrow, man, your guy, <laughs> friend of the family. Shout out to the nation of domination. Hey. Shout out to nation nations. We out here, man. Word. First day of Black History Month. Definitely shout out to the nation. <laughs> oh, <word. laughs> shout out to that, man. You know what I'm saying? So what's going on, Chief? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Fuck what's going on. How you been feeling after the Kobe news? Um... I mean, I'm okay now. I'm not crying and shit. But, like, that first day was hard. Yeah, when it happened, um, I was... I went to watch the Pro Bowl, and the Pro Bowl was interrupted by the breaking news that Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter accident. And, um, yeah, I just, like, couldn't believe it at first, and then... I sat on my couch for like three hours just watching these different um news I was watching stations. E- yeah, I was watching ESPN and they was just going in. And me and my uh, fiance were just weeping for like three hours. Like just couldn't believe it. And then like even the next day I was feeling it. Um it's just crazy. Like I did not ever in a million years think that Kobe Bryant's death would affect me. That crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, it really, it really was a real shock to me, and it, and it really, really, like, bothered me, so, you know, and then once you found out his daughter was on there, too. That, that was just even worse. It just made it even more sad. Yeah, that was, that was bad. That was bad. I mean, everybody else, of course, dying, but in that, in that accident, is bad, but damn, just to hear, like, you know, one of his... Daughters that had like the closest relationship with him too. Yeah, and the one you that know? we were recently seeing. Yeah, him the with. one that was being brought into the light. Yeah, so it's sad. Um, it's still sad, but you know I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, mama mentality. That's it. That's how. That's how we're gonna <laughs> you know, post this podcast game. <laughs> mama mentality lets you know. You know. How much shit you need to really start working on your own self. Yeah. <laughs> My mentality got a nigga feeling like I ain't about shit. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Uh, you know, that that really came out of it. Um, seeing everybody just talk about his hard work and everything. Like, you know, it's just like, it's really, it's really inspirational. The, yo, the first game I went back to was the game where he dropped 60 on the Knicks, bro. Yeah. That was wild. But, yo, that was a Nick team with a young-ass Gallinari. Fucking, who else they had to that? Wilson Chandler. Oh, it was that team. You know, um, uh, Tim Thomas, I think, was on the squad. Yeah, it was It was a pretty... 9 It was 9 It was like Tim Thomas. It was a nasty team. Hell nasty yeah, squad. nigga. It was a nasty Nick squad. Like, yo, honestly... Nate Robinson. Like, you know, David I, Lee. I remember. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, they had a couple of niggas, but they went on to do their young. own thing. They were all young. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember. Um, I remember Kobe being a super nut. Yeah. 
and just like taking 30, 35 shots <laughs> with no regard to nothing and no one. <laughs> and just like always like always had like this love hate relationship for Kobe because it was like you had to respect him, but yeah. you always knew he was gonna come through and kill and the just Knicks. Just kill the Knicks. So it's like and he he falls into the category of superstar that comes to Madison Square Garden and has the game of their life. Yeah. And he did it at the Rucker. Yeah. It, Kobe at the Rucker. Like, you see, like, he spanned it over a couple of decades. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're talking about four different decades he, he went through. No. Yeah. yeah. He was about to go through the four. The 90s. Because you got the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and you got the 2020s. 2020, yeah. You know, he, he was spanning... Well over three decades. And it's just crazy that, you know, you're not going to get, you're not going to see, well, I don't know what Nike's going to do, but you might not see another Kobe sneaker. And Kobe sneakers are getting popping, my nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, for right now, you're not going to see it. Um, but, you know, just, just RIP to, to Mamba. And, it were. And the whole family, man. R.P. the the legend Kobe Bryant. Can't believe it, bro. But um, you know it's hard it's hard to get away from that and try to talk about something else. But that's what we you know what we have to do. You know we over here at the Twenty by Twenty podcast. We know y'all want a show about pro wrestling, so we're about to give it to you right now. <laughs> I was looking for like some Kobe wrestling. Couldn't find anything. No, there was nothing. You you find a whole bunch of fucking. Uh, LeBron James at Raw and shit like that. Yeah, there's there's definitely some other stars there, but uh, no Kobe. Nah, no Kobe. See, fabulous uh, with his kid and shit. But uh, your man's won. Your man's won the Rumble. Drew McIntyre. Drew Drew McIntyre. But let me just say this, though. This Rumble was very, very entertaining. It really was. It's been a while for one. I mean, the one that Nakamura run was it, it just had a great ending. Um to be I don't know, it had a great ending and the la- the final four was was something and Reigns does what he always does. I don't give a fuck about the hate on Roman Reigns, bro. Because this nigga was in the rumble, everybody thought like, oh, they're gonna dick us, they're gonna make this nigga win. Had a solid outing in the rumble. Threw a couple of niggas out. Threw Edge out, which I loved. About, I loved that spot when he threw Edge out. And then had himself thrown out for Drew McIntyre. It's like, wow, this motherfucker eliminated Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Word. Like, my nigga. Big push. Yes. You cannot deny the star power push. that is big Roman push, Reigns. Big push, push, big. Like, they'd just be hating on him for no reason. I mean, because, I don't know, like. I guess, like, with me, like, I, I don't hate Drew McIntyre, but I'm not, like, 100% sold on him either. But he's looking a lot better after the Rumble. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? For like, sure. And it's good. Like, another get another big man in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get another, you know, shout out to Kofi and shout out to uh, Daniel Bryanson. Bryan <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, yeah. Seeing Drew Mack in that position is pretty dope. Definitely. Definitely. And you called it. You said it. Oh, yeah, I did. 
Yes, I did. <laughs> Yo, but what was the line you said with it? He was like, yeah, Drew McIntyre is going to win. I think. <laughs> what did he say? Well, can't even remember, to be honest with you. Well, well I guess I'll just have back to Back to the it. videotape. <laughs> I guess I'll just have to play it real quick because it was a real nasty quote. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there real quick. Hold on. Oh, shit. This nigga said it. Hold on. It'll be worth the wait. All right, here we go. You said he can really deliver. Ooh, <laughs> hot take. <laughs> I feel like he could have a great fucking WrestleMania match with Brock Lesnar. You know, he really delivered. So that's what's up. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Drew Mack. Shout out to fucking Nate K. Bob Costas and shit. Fucking but anyways. Mr. Cleo. <laughs> Call me now. Oh man, but um, to be honest, the real MVP of the Royal Rumble was Brock Lesnar, man. Not yeah. for nothing, the way he came in and they used it properly. Like the first couple of numbers that came in, they weren't all like elite elite names, you know, like anybody like off the New Day, John Morris, and all those other motherfuckers. They had other dudes in there who's like either in the mid card, lower mid card level. Those are the greatest ones to get out quick. You know, make make it seem something. Let them get out quick. And then when these other names come, it can have, you can have a little minute, two, three minute interaction. It's funny. Kofi was the longest one there with Brock Lesnar. So he got he got something out of it. You know, he didn't get fucking thrown out right away. Because if he would have got thrown out right away, it probably would have been a riot in Houston, bro. Yeah, his, uh, his uh, time in the Rumble was longer than his match. With Brock Lesnar, yeah. he lost the title. A couple of minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, everybody's saying, you know, there was something out there that, like, something percentage of the first people he threw out were all black and brown. Stop like, it. my nigga, that's, that's reaching, bro. That's <laughs> fucking they reaching. They probably were. Who cares, though? Like, what you reaching for, bro? Who was it, though? Now, with Biggie. MVP. Biggie, MVP, Kofi. Uh, Andrade? I mean, nah. um, Ray? Ray. He threw out Ray. So that's four. So a whole bunch of... How about Humberto? Was... Nah. I don't know. Right, well, I that's, don't already, know. that's already four of the 13. Yeah. That's, so that's... Yeah, like a, a that's, third. A third. That's about 22% of some shit, 21%. So It's not bad. People are just reaching. They're reaching for that. But the way he sold moves, like his facial expressions and the way he moved in the ring. Like, yo, MVP song came out of nowhere. I popped hard for that, bro. I was like, holy shit, it's fucking MVP. But when he came in, you see Brock like doing his like little shuffle. In the fucking ring, like he was, rock he was rocking to the music, like just shit, shit like that. And when Keith Lee came out, and he was like, "Oh, 
like his eyes opened and he looked, you know, like surprised, like, oh, who the fuck is this? Because he kept on looking at him and he's like, who, who's the big fella? Who is this guy? Yeah, seeing Keith Lee and, uh, and Brock together, cool. yo. Him, cool. him giving Brock that little, that little push down, that right, he didn't even need to win the Rumble, throw anybody out. That was enough right there. It's like he was the first step in order to like defeat the beast. Like you, you do a little takedown, see if you could get him. Then I don't know, you kick him in the face. Shout out to Brock once again. Took the Claymore boot straight to the face, no hands. Facts. Fucking Brock Lesnar is that nigga, bro. He's that nigga. Sometimes I get mad when I don't see him around too much. I'm like, yo, where the fuck is the title? But look what he does when he's there. Nah, yeah, and that's all right to feel that way because I feel the same way. Like, but everything else is like, this damn, is, it's worth it when you see him after that. You know, it's not no bullshit. Yeah, especially if he's sold and you give him the right story to tell. He knows what to do, bro. He knows the business, ins and out. Brock Lesnar is. John Cena even said it earlier this week. He's probably the best athlete he's ever seen. Best pro wrestler ever and shit. Oh, word? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I wouldn't say all that, would you? Well, Brock Lesnar is the man. Like, he could play the part, and it's believable. Yeah, it's, it's definitely believable. Sometimes so it, makes it, like, it makes it that much. You'd be looking like a straight UFC fighter out there. You know what I'm saying? That shit just turns it up a notch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, maybe maybe he should start beefing with the Viking Raiders. The fuck? Yo, Viking Raiders need some beef, man. Pause. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, because fucking the Revival want to get out of here. Yeah, the Revival got fucking squashed by Drew McIntyre. Yeah, they they don't they ain't, they ain't about it anymore, bro. But um, what was your favorite part of World Rumble? I think it was that. I think it was Brock Lesnar's his showing. Yeah, it was just it was just dope to see it. Like then he was just he, it was like when he was a kid, he was wondering like who's gonna come out next. Yo, it was he he made me go through the through the motions, bro. And I feel like that's what what in general pro wrestling is missing, like having those those characters that could make you go through the motions of the show. Because like at one point you're like, oh shit. Brock Lesnar, that's when, like, you know, these niggas were triple teaming and fucking um, Big E, Kofi, and Ray. They all did their signature moves on them and everything. And this nigga fucking clotheslined fucking Kofi out of nowhere, threw over Ray Mysterio. Like, it just went, your emotion, it was like a roller coaster. It took the only deep dive down, bro, real quick out of nowhere. And shit like that is missing. You know what I'm saying? And when he got eliminated, I was like, oh shit, I was yeah. not expecting him. Exactly. To just get but the way they eliminated him, they start they had stories tied in. You know, Ricochet came came up to him and wanted to see what's up. He kicks Ricochet in the nuts. Ricochet kicks him in the nuts. Drew McIntyre's been calling him out, and he's the one that he eliminates. Just has everything boiling until fucking WrestleMania, bro. That shit is gonna be fucking insane. Is there a pay per view in February? Well, there's a uh, NXT takeover Madden in February. Day massacre. I don't know. To be honest with you, when was the last time they had one of those? 
Oof, it's been a while. I'm sure. It's been a while. Nothing with massacre. <laughs> Can't have that. What do you think about Charlotte winning the women's warm rumble? Um, oh wait, hold on. Before we get into that, Edge. Yeah, I said Edge came back, right? We're gonna have a lot of fucking dope ass fucking rivalries for Edge if they play him right. I think, bro. Yeah, we didn't talk about it. Like, yeah, yeah Edge is back. How long has it been? Nine years. That's crazy. Nine fucking years, yo. Tabiahito. Yeah, Tabiahito, but he's in the best shape of his life. He hasn't done all this shit in nine years. His body's ready. You know, to like take take the fucking, you know. So how do you feel about Edge being back? And, and you know, like, do you feel like he can hold the title? Like, hold one of the titles? Like If they do that, they have to do it correctly. Like, if he's going to hold that WWE championship and it's going to be for him to go into like a WrestleMania event. You have to make the next star with him. You can't just like have him in a match, win it or lose it. And all it meant that he's that he won it and lost and he's trying to get back to it. You can't do shit like that. The guy's 46. He got, he just signed a three year deal. I can't see him wrestling more than half of that. Yeah. I saw that his, uh, his deal says something like, he has to wrestle at least three times a year. You know, I don't know how true that is. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. He has so to have at least three matches. If a he year. if he has if he has the belt and he goes like you know let's say 15 matches a year. You know what I'm saying? Like he he's shown monthly. If he got that belt, whoever takes it from him has to be made. Uh, yeah, I know Edge had a whole career after I start. Uh, after I stopped watching wrestling. Yeah. But I remember the edge that was beefing with Gangrel. <laughs> <laughs> he, he left the brood. <laughs> yeah, when he left the brood. The fucking tables, ladders, and chairs match at WrestleMania with him, the Hardy, with them, the Hardys, and the Dudley boys. Like, yeah, that's classic. Yeah, like that. that's classic edge and Christian right there. Classic. Yes, yeah, it's, it's dope. Let's see what happens. You know, like, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm one of those guys that's just not really caught up on bringing their old stars back. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like I, I be seeing Big Papa Pump still out there. Holla, if you hear me. But I would not want WWE to bring Big Papa Pump back. <laughs> you know? I mean, he's looking he's looking wild in NWA. <laughs> he's looking super wild. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking wild out there, bro. Crazy. I don't know. <laughs> but yo, shout out to NWA Power. That's a, actually a really good show. I I, I enjoy it. Has Cornette Cornette's back or no? Nah, 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 he's not back. Uh, well, this weekend was great. Like I said, with the Rumble and also Worlds Collide, where we had Undisputed Era versus Imperium, <laughs> and that was a fucking. Dope, dope, dope match. I mean, that that was a match they should have had for, like, Survivor Series, bro. That 4-4 four four was a, a lot better than a lot of the Survivor Series matches that were given to us this past year. Some of it was awesome. Like, the men's the men's match was, was done well, but... Wow. What I seen between Imperium and Undisputed Era... It's dope. Like that the the chemistry there and the way everything just flowed was awesome. Volta. Volta. What a what a hard V. Volta. 
Chop City. Yo. It's the Chop King right there. The way that a person's chest just like sinks in. That shit that shit looks ridiculous. Did he um has he ever <laughs> This isn't a joke. <laughs> has he has has he ever wrestled CPO? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has, right? Yeah. They had that chopping. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that PCO's shit. fucking PCO. <laughs> Yo. That... <laughs> That nigga's whole chest was purple, bro. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, thing. that was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Where they wrestle at? Shit. What was that for? Like? I was probably that was definitely probably somewhere in England and shit. Mm. In the UK. Yeah, I remember that. Walter came up, man. Yo, Walter, Walter and I used to tell you, I'm like, yo, yeah, Walter's real, fire, you... bro. Like, you gotta wait. And then when he came, oh, shout out to like over. The over 4,000 people that viewed that post that we fucking... He's here! <laughs> that shit was awesome. Uh, yeah, man. Like, the whole... Like, WWE, regardless of these people leaving. Like, you know, they had, like, their top execs leave. And was it John Berrios and the woman? I forgot her name. Shorty Duak. Yeah, I forgot her name. But these are, like, two strong people within the organization leaving it and they put out this post of how there's like a, an alarming trend for you know like raw it's like yo like raw after world rumble used to almost get five million people into like 2014 2014 or 2016 they used to get about four and a half to five million people watching that episode of raw and now it's down to like 2.6 like, yo, and it's been going down, like, 2 million viewers every other year or some shit like that. So, it's like, damn, does it go down to a point where there's no views on TV? Oh, so that's why they stepped down? I, I, I don't know. I feel like they, they sense maybe a down a down spiral because the WWE stock, I think it lost, like, a little over $20 this, uh, yesterday mm. in one day. Mm, you got to check my acorns. <laughs> <laughs> Check my Q, that my capital with a Q. That app. <laughs> <For real. laughs> What's that shit Russell Simmons had? Oh yeah, the rush card. Ooh, gotta check my rush card. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. You gotta see if the funds is hitting on my rush card. <laughs> That motherfucker just made money off the hood, bro. That's all he did. Yo, Oprah was about to come out with a whole fucking documentary about that nigga being nasty. And then like, <laughs> and then I guess she decided not to do it. No, she didn't have enough evidence. Some some of the girls dropped out of the shit. There was some some shit happened, but she <laughs> Oprah was like, yo, this is not this is not a win for Russell Simmons. Like he should not celebrate that we're not coming out with this documentary. Like, getting right at my son. I'm like, damn, like, what's going on here? But uh, shout out to the sponsor. Word. <laughs> IPA. The Goose. Yeah, I love the IPA, man. Uh, also, they're talking about Matt Riddle having some uh, some beef with, with coworkers and shit. Yeah, man, Riddle beefing with everybody. I think they should just make it into a story, bro. 
like really use it towards something. If it if it's like some serious shit, like niggas don't like him because of something, use that shit into the story. This nigga could be a massive heel, bro. Like have like the fucking Ted DiBiase million dollar man swag, but with like a little bit of you know NWO Hollywood Hulk Hogan sprinkled into that shit. That would be dope. He does have the character for that. Yep. And pause. He's a big dude. <laughs> you know, maybe, Bro. maybe put some lesson boots on him. You know, maybe he can give up that whole barefoot gimmick. I mean, I mean, he loves that shit. That's where he came from. It's kind of like Rusev as well, but Rusev learned when he fucking broke his ankle. He learned. Yeah, it's like, you know, I don't want my heavyweight champion to... to to win barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just that's just me though. Oh man. But um yeah man, I mean it I'm hoping he doesn't have beef for like niggas in NXT, especially like some of the some of the people, some of the talent in NXT. I know some of them hold like a strong a strong grip on the on the promotion. Like if Triple H was looking for like the people he could talk to to see how the locker room is doing and all that shit. He has probably like two or three of them there. Like, yeah. You know, just got to know how to play your cards right. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a badass motherfucker inside and out that ring. You know? So, I feel like they have lightning in the bottle with uh, Matt Riddle. They need to let it go, kid. <laughs> I have a question. What's up? <laughs> Do you think that Matt Riddle can really deliver? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I'm asking, is he really going to deliver? Like, can he deliver? <laughs> but can he really deliver? <laughs> Oh, oh my god, bro. <laughs> what a match with Brock Lesnar, definitely. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, bro. Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar will be money. Money. Oh, hell yeah. Money. Shoes, no shoes. <laughs> shoes or no <laughs> shoes. Oh, man. But, yeah, shout out to this year's Royal Rumble. Truly phenomenal. Great winners. And can't wait to see what we see at WrestleMania in April, you know, with the card. You know, the card's looking really good. Uh, Andrade suspended for 30 days. 30 days, man. La droga. La droga. Some some people are speculating, like, on, on the social media that it was for coke. Really? Yeah. That's fire. Like, yo, listen, if he does his rails, like, let, let my mans live. But, damn, bro. Like, yo, they put it out there like that. I'm like, nah, chill. I can't, it, I, to me, I don't think it could be that. I mean, you never know. You know? Maybe he, he slipped he, up and he, he, is he, he was chilling with Flair too long. He is real cool. Tranquilo. Like, he is super cool. So, you know. <laughs> Be that coke swag. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, now they have this uh 
storyline going in where he got DDT'd on the on the pavement so he could he could actually be without with the title during the the whole suspension and not have to defend it. Yeah, we don't want him losing the title. No, not yet. I think they I think they played that well. The thirty days might have might actually work to his benefit. So they can, you know, come up with plans in order how to bring him back and how to bring him back and what match is gonna be first or we're just gonna go straight to mania with it. Let them tell a story. It's a lot of stuff that they got there that, you know, they could really make this good. You know? Yeah, and then, you know, he's from fucking Mexico. They got shit over count over there that you need like nine nine doctors to sign off on. Yeah, maybe he's taking coke for his head injury. Oh, maybe that too. Or maybe he's just smoking. Maybe he's smoking some weed. Maybe he should be. Why not, right? For real. <laughs> Leo, real quick. Talk to me. Random thought. I stumbled upon some video that was basically breaking down Owen Hart's death. Okay. Shout out Shout, to Owen Hart. Shout out to Owen, Um, And, you know, I'm not going to go into the whole thing because, you know, we all know about it, whatever. But one thing while watching it that really, really caught my eye, um, especially in light of Kobe Bryant's recent death. Yes. Um, the night that Owen Hart died, he died on his way to the ring. He died in the ring. Um, you know, the paramedics came, they took him out of there. And the show went on. Like, they went on to the next match. Yeah. They got him, they got him out. The area. Jim Ross is like, you know, I'm, I'm the one that has to give the, you know, this terrible news right now. I have the responsibility to give this terrible news. And uh, I have to inform you that Owen Hart died. Oof. But uh, coming into the ring now, uh, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, yo, did you see, like, the way the NBA handled no, the way NBA, but, Kobe's passing? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Do like, you think, let me ask you this question. Kobe being an NBA legend, right? What if it was, let's say, Flair? Bro. God forbid. Right. Let's just say this. Do you think Flair would get the same treatment Kobe got to where, like, you know, like, it just stops? I feel like it's more than just him as the basketball player. It's more of him as a person. Bro, if you go to a fucking circus and, and somebody a fucking gets lion eats Oh, the no, trainer, they're going to, yeah. Do you think they're going to they're gonna continue the show? Shit, you know what? I didn't think of it like that. You're right. Do you think if somebody dies on a basketball court or in a football field or in a baseball field that they're just going to continue? Hey. They're going to cart the guy off the field and then batter up? They're not going to do that, bro. I know, but was he dead as soon as he landed? He was dead... To a point where JR talked about it, right? So if you had to make that announcement on your show, that means that 
it happened well before they made that announcement. Because it's not going to just happen right away and they're going to make it. it. They made it a point. But people were like, it, pe- some of the some of the talent looked affected for that pay-per-view. Well, like, of course, bro. That, that's you know, what I'm saying. Like, I understand. How do you continue that? How do you continue? I don't know. Like, See, what's I the don't mind know. frame? I don't know because look at look at the whole shit that happened with Kobe. They had, I think it was like probably like two or three games. Some of them were canceled. Two or three games went on and pe- there was people that couldn't play. Like Melo yesterday, he didn't even show up. Like he, like he couldn't do it. Like, you know, it's just maybe it's a different culture. Like the basket, like like the basketball community, they're more of a brotherhood. And motherfuckers known each other since fucking teenage years. And then the people that they got to play with who were just like people they were looking up to at one point, like all that becomes a brotherhood. All right, my you nigga. Know? And you, then, you think if fucking Jafar in, on a Broadway show, if Jafar during the Aladdin show, catch, uh, the Lion King show, catches a fucking heart attack... They're just going to throw another Jafar in and the show's just going to go on? No, they're going to stop that fucking show. That's that's just my whole point. Like, my whole point is just like, he literally had that horrific accident in the ring. The show should have stopped. the show went on. The show went on. Yeah, the show went on, bro. And it's just, it's, it's so, it's weird. They had Raw the next day. The show went on. And only when, friend for Eddie Guerrero too. When Eddie you, Guerrero died before he, they they announced Eddie Guerrero's death before they were like in the pre-show. He died in the ring though. No, he died in the ring. That was that was. That's my whole point. Yeah. Like, he died in the ring, and the show went on like literally. Like that is a nasty. That's just like it's just the, that shit to me. Like when you think of families, wrestling families. What are some families that come to your mind? Uh, the Von Erics, the Hearts, right? The Hearts, definitely one of the first families you think yeah. of when you think of wrestling. So it's not like Owen was just some fucking nobody that just so happened to die in this stupid stunt. You had him as the fucking Blue Blazer, this old ass gimmick, coming down from the. They yo, there was like two videos of of. Of him as a blue blazer in in that contraption coming down and like it fucking up. Like that shit was a whack stunt. That shit brought nothing to the fucking character. But you over here fucking chasing ratings and you chasing, you doing whatever you can, you doing the absolute most and the show goes on. Bro, I don't know, for some reason like it never really registered to me that the show went on. Because I I literally was watching that pay-per-view. Like, I literally remember being in my cousin's crib. Yeah. Watching that shit. And it never really registered to me how crazy it was that the show went on. And even, like, I never thought about it until that moment. We were young, though. Like, yeah, we weren't thinking about that shit. And then probably knew about it later Mm -hmm. on in life. But just at that moment, watching it, I was just like, wow, the show went on. Like, 
that's fucking sick. Like, how the fuck can you work for this dude? This dude is going to literally keep going, like, keep moving, no matter what. That's crazy. That's fucking, like, so... Like, and, and then tying all that shit in to, like, everything he went through with Bret Hart. It's like, yo, like, I can really see why Bret was not fucking with this nigga. It was beyond their fucking... Their it, was, it was a it was a different, a different uh, line of things. Like, yo, like, what happened with Bret? Like, I, I don't know. Like, Bret was just trying to get his money. He didn't want to look like a fool. He would have dropped the title the next day. Piece of shit, bro. Piece of shit, man. That's sick. So, R.I.P. Owen. I didn't mean to go on this whole crazy tangent. I mean, it's it's something you know. But it's something I seen to think it. About. I was just like, yo, what the fuck? Like, it's something to talk about. You know, like he, like you said, like he died that during that pay per view. And the shit came back 15 minutes later, and they went through the show. The show went on, and a lot of the a lot of the talent from that show. If you look at that pay per view, I think it was like what uh, over over the edge 99. Yeah, and you'll see the talent. Like yo, they they're not giving it. They're not giving it their all. Like in the match, they're not going through all the moves or whatever move set that they had. I think the that. Pay per view. Uh, the main event was wasn't it like Bret Hart and Undertaker? Mm. If I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I feel like Bret Hart was in the uh, in the main event, which is even fucking crazier. Yo, yeah, let's check that because if Bret Hart was actually in the main event and wrestled because he was obligated to because the show had to go on. Oof. That's even more fucking what? nasty. Alright, so what's this one? That's uh, crazy. Now it was Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF Championship. Oh, okay. No, because in 99, Bret Hart was already in, in WCW. During this okay. uh, pay-per-view event, Bahar wasn't going to be there. He was in WCW already. No, I just mean in general. Like, oh, he, that, like, no, oh, that should already happen. Yeah, yeah. But I just mean on top of that. You know what I'm saying? On top of all that. Oof. I mean, yo, the, the car for this, for this event didn't look too bad either. You got The Rock versus Triple H, Undertaker versus Stone Cold. Who's Blue Blazer going to wrestle? The, the Godfather. The Godfather? You needed the fucking entrance for the Godfather? Come on, man. But it was for the Intercontinental Championship. The Godfather was the IC champion? Yo, my son had holes in every and arena. And a chip. You know, but he had holes in every arena. He'll definitely be like, yo... Come on, the whole train. train. All the shorties is like, oh, we're, train. we're trying to get on that train. Yeah, you come out like, yeah, I know there's some holes in here. And all the holes like, yeah, we here. 
Oh shit, bro. But um, yeah. I mean, that, that's who he was supposed to face for that match for the IC Championship. It's just you know, it's it's tragic, man. It's tragic, and you know, just thinking about it now, like you know, how wrong that was probably to just keep going with the event instead of just like you know, be like, all right, you know, go redeem the tickets and probably do it another day or whatever, but. I don't know. Well, again, R.I.P. Owen. Um, right. But speaking of another legend uh, with another affiliation to the Hart Foundation, Brian Pillman. <laughs> Brian Pillman, if you haven't seen what we've been putting up through uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. We got a new, got a new shirt out. And it's part of our storyline direction, I guess you could say, where, you know, we have a nice a, ni a nice couple of shirts where we're just going to do a whole lot of storyline segments and build them in with into, like, comic book profiles. It's going to be dope. Yeah, man. If you haven't seen, we are featuring our first... Issue issue number one, yes, of the story, of the storyline collection. Brian Pillman, the loose cannon, the ticking time bomb. Seven thirty. It's the god, bro, and it's just it's highlighting that classic moment on Raw, where he pulled a gun out on Stone Cold. Yeah, that shit was dope. He had wifey there with him. Kevin Kelly's trying to interview him. Why trying to shoot somebody? <laughs> like, that, that was a moment, too. Like, why, Kevin Kelly's trying to catch an interview while Brian Pillman's about to shoot Steve Austin. Like, He's like, oh, my God, Steve Austin is here. Like, what are you doing? Dude, get the fuck out of there. The shirt, like I said, is fucking quality. The artwork is fucking That's what brings amazing. it to a different level. The artwork, it's an original artwork. Um, shout out to Dream Matches. Shout out to the Primo. Um, they definitely they definitely did their thing with this. Um, so, yeah. Shout out to Nathan McFly. Yeah. Put this whole thing together. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a good thing. We put it up. Friday night, yo, we out here. Brian Pillman Jr. seen that. Yeah, he gave, he gave us a nice little shout out on his stories. You know, thank you. Truly appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Show love. Because um, we definitely got love for Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And what he's doing, keeping the legacy going. Because uh, 100% Brian Pillman was definitely one of my favorite wrestlers um, from back in the day. So there's no denying that we made them issue number one because we fuck with the man. Yeah, you know definitely. Like, definitely, bro. And we put our heart into this. So it's not just some little money grab or anything that we're trying to do. We trying this to was like, this was like an idea of like two, three plus years in the making. Just yeah. us like thinking about like, us as wrestling fans, like we want to wear fly shit to the event. 
something with meaning. Like, we just want to put articles of clothing out there, merchandise that has meaning. That when you have it, either you're wearing it or it might be just a fucking can opener. Who knows? You're like, wow, like this. Like, yo, it, it just makes you think different when you're fucking with it. You it, know has, what I'm it has meaning. It's quality. We did it with good intent, good heart. Exactly. So, you pick up a shirt. Um, I don't know the website. Uh, it's 20 by 20 podcast shop. P-O-D-C-A-S-T shop. S-H-O-P dot bigcartel.com. You can go over there. $25. $3 shipping. That's a good look, too. Yo, $3 for shipping and handling, and you got everything. $25, that's a good look, too, because motherfuckers be out here trying to charge $70 for a t-shirt. You know? Like, my man, first of all, was that t-shirt blessed by a Puerto Rican grandmother? I don't think so. I don't think you had a any Puerto, Puerto Rican, Rican grandmother making that. a fresh batch of dulce de leche, bro. You know this <laughs> shit? It looked like it got coconuts in there. Shit's all chunky. You know what I'm saying, son? But uh, yeah, man, get that, get that, get that. And you gonna see us, man? We out here. Where we out here? We out here. But um, we can't leave this episode without talking a little about AEW. Uh, Harper is looking like it's being. Firm to go to AEW and actually premiere around the around March. I think it's March fourteenth or eighteenth. I'm not sure. They got a, they got a show at Rochester. They got a, they got an AEW Dynamite show, and then they got the twenty fourth. I'm sorry, but then they got the twenty fourth at the Prudential Center. So that's right. down the East Coast. So we kind of we kind of expected. Luke Harper to go to AEW. I mean, we've seen these like little cute pictures. With him, with him and, 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 and Garada, yeah. And Garada fucking taking pictures with matching jerseys and all this shit. It's like, yeah, he's yeah. going to AEW. And shout out to Luke Harper, man. We would love to see him there. Uh, love to see what he's going to have going on over there. So, And I think he fits into that real heavyweight bracket of AEW, like, they don't have a lot of big guys. They have Luchasaurus, they have the Butcher, or is it the, I don't know, either the Butcher or the Blade, the one that, the one that looks like a big Monopoly guy. The Bunny? No. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? The like, big they, Monopoly guy. Yeah. Like, I see those two and Luke Harper. Like, Luke Harper could actually be, like, the big, tough, like, rugged dude of AEW. And I, I don't I don't see him fitting in too well with the Dark Order if they want to put him part of that whole storyline. I feel like he should just be like a mercenary. He's the biggest nigga there. You know what I mean? Fuck with Cody until, you know, you turn on him and then that, that could be a big championship match. If there's a bell on the line, you know? Uh, yeah, for sure. Or can we see him doing anything else? Like, maybe before he gets into that whole mix, can we see him, like... Um, in the ring? Yeah, or maybe participating with, like, another faction, like uh, Dark Order. I don't know. I don't know if he fits in there with Dark Order. Because huh? the whole thing with Dark Order right now, that there's one member that's never been seen, which is, like, the, to them, the higher power. I know, that's Cornette. If it's Cornette... 
That's insane, bro. You think so? Yep. Been saying that for a minute. If you go back like seven episodes. Yeah. Ever since that shit happened with Cornette. And then all of a sudden Dark Order had that. I was like, yeah, they're finna Cornette right in there. And why not? You really think that? That that's Cornette the whole time? Yep. The leader of the Dark Order. Yep. Leader of the Dark Order. They should give him a black tennis racket. Ooh. That would be fire. That would be crazy. Speaking of some shit like that. <laughs> Segway King. Um, <laughs> I came across some weird conspiracy theory. Okay. That talked about how the person that we know as Vince McMahon isn't Vince McMahon. It's not actually Vince McMahon. It's just an actor portraying Vince McMahon yeah. over all these years. And the person who we think is Vince McMahon is not, it is not Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is actually chilling in Connecticut, behind the scenes, in the shadows, unseen. You know, and you know what I was looking at because YouTube is a weird place, yeah. right? Very, it's right? fucking. Let, let me say that before anything. YouTube is a <laughs> weird ass place where I never even had this thought in my mind that this person is not actually Vince McMahon. This is some actor, but here comes YouTube. Like, yo, come here. Have you heard? Yo, I don't know if you heard this. This is YouTube. I'm like, yo, that's not even Vince. That's not even him, my nigga. Nah. And tell me all this shit, and I'm just there like, yo, but what if that ain't Vince? See, there's a possibility. It's a possibility, but nah. That's just an intriguing thought. I feel like that's so porqueria, bro. That's just like fuck with the minds, man. Straight cocky. Straight cocky. Straight cocky. That's exactly what it is. You got anything else that uh, we should talk about? Um, nah, man. Um, just, you know, love who you love. Let them know you love them. Hold them tight. Let them know, let them know you're there and and you do love them. Um, life is short. Life is fragile. Life is crazy. Um, one minute you can be an NBA legend, superstar, you know, being a part of your daughter's life to all of that just ending. Yeah. You know, so. Yep. Uh, just love, love who you love, man. Yeah, I, I could, uh, could definitely, you know, vibe with that. I mean, my brother right now, you know, we're, we're fighting, fighting for him. And I put out a post earlier this week, you know, yesterday. And me with a baldy, you know, I got the baldy, you know, from my brother, you know, just to let him know that he ain't alone. No, and, you know, definitely not. Hey, shit. Fuck you know what I'm saying? Cancer. You know, fuck cancer. Definitely, you know, he's over there, you know, battling leukemia. We're doing whatever we can as a family to make sure that he stays here. So, you know, like, you know, everything's a fight. Everything is a battle. You never quit. 
You know what I'm saying? Like even even when like saw some things come and try to derail your plans, like nah man. Like you know, like get on that you get on that phone and you start talking. You know what I'm saying? And you make you make something happen. You make something happen. You see not only in your in yourself but in another position, like how everything looks and how positive everything looks. Keep fighting. Just gotta keep fighting, man. Keep fighting. You know, that's all it is. But so we're gonna dedicate. I'm this, thinking we're gonna dedicate this episode to your brother. Thank you, my bro. Kobe Bryant, um, Gigi, and everybody else that right. was on the helicopter. Everybody else was there. All nine, all nine casualties, man. Um, but yeah, so. As far as the song, bro, honestly, um, I don't know if you heard that new Drake and Future. Okay. Desires. It's a very toxic, very beautiful song. Okay. All right, well, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah, Sounds I just, good. I think we should go with that. All right, so good. we're going to go with that. And this is the 20 by 20 podcast. We're your host, Nathan McFly. And it's your man Woodrow. And we out here, man. 20 by 20. Copy Brian Pillman t shirts. Big Cartel, Big Cartel, 20 by 20. Podcast shop. Big Cartel. Com. We stole us. There's a lot to take. I took her right in and up right away. She need a chunk, not a piece. It cost me three for the keys. Not the work, but the V. She let it twirl to the beat. I send the word, better reach. Wearing pearls, bits of bees. I only hurl at my peak.